Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back. Happy May the 6th. Hope you guys had a great time celebrating Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Julie, and I, Julie and I had a normal day that felt yes. like every other day for the last 60 days. Yeah, <laughs> exact same weeks. thing. Exactly. Groundhog Day. That's right. Over and over again. So look, we're going to be going over today's top news stories. And I'm going to warn you, some of them aren't so cheery, but they're things you guys need to know. Um, we are always going to tell you what you don't want to hear when you don't want to hear it at the highest level so that you guys can be over prepared for what might be coming next in the market. We are absolutely sticking by our prediction that there's going to be something that feels like a real estate boom that will be abbreviated, lasting a series of months, six on the outside if we're lucky. And then said real estate boom will be followed by what feels like a very, very slow buyer's market. And that is the natural transition uh, and natural thing that we're going to experience until there is a cure for the virus. Or a therapy. I'm almost getting tired of saying this every day, right. aren't you, Julie? <laughs> well, you know, uh, our message mutates along with the virus, I guess. Julie prequel. Just, Julie just said it. <laughs> prequel. Right. Yes. I mean, and so really at this point, guys, you should all have been well past the denial phase and the phases of uh, grief. Yeah, with it's regard- real. It's real. Right. And so we're going to be talking about all the news headlines that we've heard and some of the ones that you guys probably didn't uh, come across. Julie and I are very good at um, discovering things that aren't like there's the mainstream news stuff that you hear or even the headlines that maybe Google shares with you. They're usually only about 10% of the real interesting aspects of what's happening in the world. And what we frankly would do is we just go to the original sources. Um, and by interesting, I don't always mean interesting like in fun to read, but interesting, I mean informative to read, the making us uh, in a better position to help all of you guys. And before we get to our first news headline, are you ready? Yeah. I want to remind all of you, you absolutely positively, and I celebrate with all of you who are receiving your SBA PPP money. Yes. Do not thank us for helping you having gotten said PPP money. Thank yourselves for having um, you know taken action and gotten it done. Mm-hmm. I'm receiving texts and emails, and you guys are... A little bit too, I would say, um, celebratory and trying to thank us for helping you get it. Well, I appreciate the thankfulness, but the reality of it is, is all we were doing is our jobs and telling you guys how to better take care of your families. And that's really what we'll continue to do. And along those lines, it is not too late for you to get the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. It is not too late for you to learn how to get the stimulus program money yourself. It is not too late for you to get unemployment for mortgage forbearance, EIDL loans, and all the other things that, frankly, the government has carved out for small business owners like yourself. So the absolute urgent thing that you must do now is text the word survival to 31996. Text the word survival to 31996. We'll text you back a link and that link is going to give you an activation code to join our free coaching program. And yes, the free coaching program does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our coaches. Um, for the past couple months, Julie's been doing the daily, uh, daily semi-private coaching calls because the questions and the number of people showing up for the um, coaching sessions have been so many and the questions 
discussion so intense that, frankly, we wanted to make sure we had our best coach on the job, and that is, of course, Coach Julie. So in the interim, make sure you're joining the free coaching program. All you've got to do is text the word SURVIVAL to 31996, and we are going to tell you how to, frankly, shortcut all of the um, government programs. And we've already researched all the information. We're always putting the latest information on these programs. There is still availability for the SBA PPP money. There are 12-month mortgage forbearances out there that all of you guys should be applying for. Absolutely, positively take urgent action on this and text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. All right, Mrs. Harris, let's get to the first news story. Yes, well, always an adventure. Let's see where to begin. Well, let's just talk about what's going on with the virus. Has mutated, of course, predictable, and appears to be more contagious now, the new study finds. A um, couple of these I can't open right this second. So, so we that's the bottom line. We should tell them, basically. The new uh, uh, coronavirus strain began spreading in Europe in early February before migrating to other parts of the world, including the U.S. So what's happened and what these viruses do is they start out as uh, sort of like in one, one form. And as, they ad- as things start to basically force them to change. Those viruses, unlike humans, don't like to be complacent. And so what a virus will do is it'll actually start to form into a new um, version of itself. It, does, it, it replicates itself in a slightly changed way. And what they're discovering is this way that it's changing. What is that noise? In this slightly changed way. In, it's your phone, and you can turn it off. Yeah. In this slightly changed way, what they're discovering is that it's going to be a lot more of a aggressive strain. And their fear is that the vaccines and the therapies that they're creating right now for the known uh, problem, for the known virus, is not going to actually be what it's going to take to cure it. So they are fast at work creating a, um, a you know, essentially a, a vaccine or a therapy for the current version of the coronavirus all the while there's a new version of the coronavirus that's starting to bubble up. And this is kind of your worst case scenario that appears to be playing out. Now, Julie and I read this story originally on CNBC, and then we found it on Bloomberg, and then we started doing some more investigation. We found the original source of the story. And so we're we're confident that it's true. Now, none of the scientists or the doctors were that confident that the, um, you know, they're, they're testing it. So one lab comes out, and this was in uh, uh, Palo Alto, I think, that said that it appears that this thing is essentially you know, a, a creating its new forms and mutating. Um, and the same research now has to be checked by other scientists. But if we discover that this thing is mutating, then we've got a whole different problem, a problem that's operating, that's at a completely different level than the problem um, that we have currently. And I know that's not good news. Um, and I know that's scary and it is scary. And the other thing that Julie and I are really studying is now people are beginning to realize, and I'll read you another headline in a second, People are really beginning to realize that maybe the quarantining thing at the end of the day doesn't really work at the level that we'd hoped it would work. Because the quarantining thing, what it really did, what it does do is it doesn't make the virus go away. It doesn't keep it from spreading. It just has it spread slower. The idea was is if they quarantine people and they cause the virus to spread slower, then they're going to make it so that the virus itself uh, essentially will have less of an effect um, you know, over it will have the same effect, but over time, so the hospitals could catch up. That's what all the initial fear was: is the hospitals were going to be flooded with people that basically were sick and you know needed respirators. And I'm sure you guys know all about that. And now that this essentially what they're seeing now that people are starting to come out of quarantine are the surprise, surprise, the occurrences of the virus are starting to increase again. And that's 
we, again, they're now thinking that it might be a new strain of coronavirus that's starting to happen. We're going to pay attention to this story. It's not good news. There's no way to say that it is good news. There's no real rosy side of this. It's pretty scary, to be honest with you. So just stay vigilant. And as much as none of us like to feel like we're losing our, uh, you know, our freedoms, the reality of it is, is this is a, an exceptional time in history. And the social distancing and the mask wearing and all these other things all of us should be doing should definitely be respected. That's not something to take lightly. And as I say that, Julie, I'm wondering if we washed our hands after taking those deliveries in. Did you? I did because I'm chronically neurotic about that. But I'll get you some sanitizer in a minute. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not remembering if I yeah, did. Well, we just took some boxes and now I'm freaking know, out as right? I say that. I'll go get some. All right, all right, so. Okay. Well, so just to add on to that, you know, I was reading something that if one virus meets another virus and they're floating around in your body and the second virus is uh, more aggressive or more resistant, the first one automatically basically adapts its DNA and then they that's how it mutates. So I was talking to our doctor yesterday about all of this fun stuff. And he said, look, viruses are going to be around forever for the rest of our lives. We're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to figure it out. And, you know, people are going to get on with their lives. So he's somebody that's definitely on the front lines. Well, I watched a commencement speech. I didn't tell you about this. Mm -hmm. I, was, I didn't send you this link from Tom Hanks. He was mm. doing a commencement speech via Zoom, I think it was, yeah. for a graduating class in a, um, it was a university or something in Ohio, our oh. home state. Nice. Yeah. And anyway, I, I listened to his, the commencement speech and basically the gist of it was, is that we're living through a historic time and it's going to be, your life is going to be uh, sort of benchmarked by this, the, the change that's happening. You're going to have things as uh, pre-virus and post-virus. That was in the essence of what he said. So, you know, it was basically that was the gist of his speech. So it, the new normal is abnormal until the abnormal becomes normal again. We're all going to feel like we're in these sort of this sort of bizarre place where I'm sitting around talking to jo Julie, realizing I just took some boxes in from UPS and wondering if I washed my hands or not, because those are the types of thoughts that all yeah. of us are going to have to, you know, well, start normalizing to it. But you know what? That probably was a good idea anyway. For the past like <laughs> hundred years, we should have been doing this. So really... How obtrusive is it? It's all for especially our good. When, especially when you consider we live in Puerto Rico and think how far those boxes had to come. This is true. <laughs> think, I think you want. Do you want me to go get it now? Think of all. The, no, I'm good. <laughs> think of all the scary, nasty, gross things those oh, boxes had to seriously. go through before they planes, just, trains, automobiles, exactly. ships. All yes. right. So moving on. Um, yes, I have indeed. You can't read my next thing. That's my favorite okay. thing. Don't read oh, that one. Oh no, I know what it is. I don't read. It. All right. That's all right. So so next thing is um, now again. These are just facts. We're giving you guys the facts. Um, we've been preparing you all along. That's the reason we wrote the ultimate agent survival guide. U.S. mortgage rates fall to record low, 3.4% purchase applications rise as states plot coronavirus lockdown exists. The average 30-year fixed rate mortgage to a conforming loan fell to three basis points to a record low of 3.4% last week, the Mortgage Bankers Association said. So the gist of it is, is that basically mortgage rates are falling. And if you that's good news because if you guys remember correctly, what, about a month ago? Because the banks were reacting to all the people putting their mortgages in forbearance and they're raising rates and they're becoming more draconian than their standards. And now what we're seeing essentially is the effects of all the Fed, uh, you know, the Fed putting, injecting gazillions, trillions of dollars into the economy. We're seeing the effects of that having it, you know, lower the mortgage rates. R mortgage rates are no longer based on LIBOR. They're based on, you know, things that the Fed can now control. Um, so that's what we're going to see. We're going to see the mortgage rates, in our opinion, uh, based on everything we've read, 
it does appear that mortgage rates might even fall, get this listeners, to something that starts with a two. So you're going to be able to refinance and get a, a mortgage, a 30-year fixed rate mortgage, even if it drops to like 2.9%. Even at 3.4%, guys, you should honestly be refinancing all of your uh, long-term debt. Um, there's a there's a theory that and you know there's various competing theories that Julie and I have been studying. Everyone seems to not have an, a real clear idea of exactly how the economy after being shut down what actually happens on the other side of that. What is clearly happening is that we're in a uh, I think we'll be seen you know to Tom Hanks' point is a we're in a depression and it's going to uh, grow into a recession. By grow I mean a recession is better than a depression, right? Um, and I think what we're going to see in the intervening months is we're going to see a lot of really amazing opportunities for you guys to lock in long-term mortgages. But then the theory is on the other side of this, with all these trillions of dollars that are getting pumped into the economy, some people are predicting that there's going to be a lot of inflation, right? So things are going to start getting really expensive. Other people are predicting that there's going to be a lot of deflation, which is, by the way, what the Fed is really fearful of. So that would be like what we experienced in house values and a lot of other things back in 0708 where the bottom just dropped out on prices. So there's a, that, those two theories are basically competing with each other. Are we going to have a lot of deflation or are we going to have a lot of inflation? So make sure you're paying attention to that because you need to basically be your own best guru and, and start learning about what, the effects that all this stuff will have. We're going to tell you our opinion and you can just use our opinion. But what I really like you guys to do is form your own opinion because you're stepping away from the Netflix and you're starting to do some reading and some educating. It makes you feel more in control. It makes you feel more optimistic. You know, it makes you feel like you're not just going to be beholden to whatever the strongest wind that comes about next that blows you in whatever direction. Because ultimately, guys, remember, we're all going to get through this and we're all basically, you know, the through this part is the hard part because there's so much uncertainty. But on the other side of this, when there's, you know, essentially the, the health system is caught up, there is some sort of vaccine or some sort of workable therapy when essentially all of us have emotionally adapted to what comes next and how we you know, exist amongst each other. I mean, guys, there's a very real possibility, and this is something that, again, this is not good news, but there's a very real possibility, and it's Tom Hanks's point, it's Julie's point, that the coronavirus, the one that originally hit us back in February, March, it has already turned into something else, and then it's going to turn into something else, and then it's going to turn into something else. And so there's always going to be some strain of coronavirus that's always affecting um, humans. It's always going to have some adverse effect. And until people realize that that's going to be the reality that all of us are going to be living in, you know, until you accept that, you're just going to be on lockdown, mentally, emotionally, and then unfortunately, financial well, lockdown. Well, that is going to be the next level of acceptance, isn't it? That that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I think just to rewind just for a second, I think that we are already in the beginning of a mini boom. I've already seen evidence from many of our coaching clients, multiple offers, new listings taken last weekend. Um, you know, a lot of my private, my elite coaching clients wrote up three, four, five deals between, you know, Friday and today, which is fantastic. And, you know, they're all reporting the same thing. It's people who want privacy. They want out of the city. Uh, one of our great coaching members who's in upstate New York reports people fleeing from Manhattan and buying out in the countryside. I, I, it's an interesting thing. I'm seeing almost like the coasts are lagging the interior land a little bit ever. for the first time. Like yeah. it's got to be ever. 
um, because some of the coastal agents are not reporting the same thing unless nope. they're like next door to a resort market. So that's been very interesting. And it's also reflected in purchase applications, which were up 12% week over week. So we've got lower interest rates, some purchase applications are up. So we're seeing inklings of a little mini boom that you guys had better be taking advantage of because it's not going to last the rest of the year. And why won't it last? Simply for the next point that we're about to read to you. And this is where the news gets kind of scarier. Well, truthfully, I think the virus is scarier, (laughs) but this is it. U.S. private payrolls dropped by 20.2 million in April, the worst job loss in the history of ADP reporting. Now, there's another headline that um, I shared with Julie that's right underneath it. The uh, Fed's James Bullard says the job report on Friday will be the worst in U.S. history. So yeah. we're looking at, essentially, did you read that article? Yep. Losing more than 20 million jobs in, I believe it's like less than a month. Right. So they're saying essentially Staggering. That the number of working age Americans are, that are going to be unemployed is essentially going to be 20. And they're saying like 22%. That's what yeah. they think it's going to be. It's amazing. And, and so ultimately, guys, that's the reason. And I think it makes total sense why we are going to be in a long-term corrective cycle. Those businesses that were um, able to employ all those people, and remember guys, virtually 100% of all businesses in the United States are considered small businesses, right? They're businesses like what you guys own, what Julie and I own. Virtually every business you do business with is a small business. And virtually every one of those businesses, a lot of them were operating on tiny margins. And real estate brokers is the example I know best. I mean, most real estate brokers only have a two or three percent margin, and now they have—they're making no money; they're losing money. And real estate brokerages are going to already—you know—I've been on the phone constantly the last two weeks talking to brokers about how they can move their brokerage over to EXP Realty. It's a constant conversation I'm having, and so far, it's made sense for every single one of them. If that's a conversation you're ready to have, just text me at five one two seven five eight zero two zero six, and you and I will have a direct one-on-one phone call. If you're a broker or an, even an agent that wants to move over to EXP, just let me know, 512-758-0206. But what's happened is because so many businesses, not just real estate brokerages, were not really making great margins to begin with, this coronavirus is knocking all of them out. They're out, they're down, they're not coming back, fight's over, game's over. Now you add to that the unintended consequences of all, for example, unemployment. I mean, an agent, a 1099 employee, or a, you know, 1099 person, or a W-2 employee, everyone can get unemployment now. You can get, everyone can practically get an SBA PPP loan. So you're going to see a lot of people that want, and everyone can put their houses in forbearance. So what the government has done, and honestly, even though you know Julie and I are definitely small government types, I appreciate the fact that the government did this because in our opinion, it was their legal obligation because of the Fifth Amendment and the Takings Clause to reimburse all of you for the fact that they put you out of business effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the essentially, that's the backbone of the reason that we feel so confident in telling all of you guys to do these programs. They're there. Take the money. Do what you got to do. Text the word survival to 31996. So what you're going to see is a lot of businesses that are going to stay afloat to some extent because of the government lifelines. You're going to see a lot of homeowners stay afloat and keep their houses for at least a year because of the forbearances. And in my opinion, these are not going to be taken away. Are you ready for it? Ever. I do not think these programs will ever be taken away. There'll be some sort of version of them going forward forever because there's going to be so many businesses and so many homeowners and so many Americans that will never be able to make it back because, look, if you are, uh, it doesn't matter, pick your business. 
if you are a chiropractor or if you are a whatever, it takes years to build up a business and it takes a matter of a few months to destroy it. And what if the business, you are a business that was providing services to other businesses and what if those businesses don't exist anymore? You see how these are all dominoes? You see how we're all interconnected? If you think about it, if you think about all the people that get paid agents when you sell something, think about that. There are hundreds of people that get paid when you sell something, right? Not just before the sale, all the obvious, you know, inspectors and whatnot, but after the sale, the home improvement guy, the the pool guy, the the plumber, the candlestick maker, right? Hundreds of people get paid when you sell a house. That's the reason that real estate agents and realtors in our industry is really one of the key, uh, you know, it's key elements in the U.S. economy. And it's the reason our, our industry is going to continue to be supported by the government because so many people are dependent on us doing our jobs. But what happens when all those other small businesses that were dependent on the other small businesses, when they all go out of business? Or maybe they don't go out of business, but they basically lay off, they have less demand. And so as a result of having less demand, they're going to have fewer people that actually are going to, you know, they're not going to need your services or your products anymore. The easiest example, and the reason everyone always uses it, is restaurants. So I saw a picture. Actually, I don't know if you've seen these, Julie. Mm -hmm. There there are people. Okay, so listeners, I'm going to tell you something interesting. When you ride in a plane, it looks like what they're going to have to do, even in the cheap seats, is get rid of oh, and basically not right, not allow people to sit next to each other anymore. And so they're going to give you a little capsule, in essence, that goes around your head while yeah, you're sitting in a seat and basically puts you in your head and you're you know, sneezing, <laughs> basically in isolation from everybody else. And there's going to be no middle seats. Now, I read another article saying that the airlines will sell seats like they are, but if you pay 60 bucks extra, you can make it so nobody's sitting next to you. Well, why not monetize that? Exactly, right? right? I mean, (laughs) seriously. Well, but you see the evolution of business. There's going to be all sorts of things like that, right? Yeah, well, look at, at, for example, if you think in terms of, we we use restaurants because everyone goes to restaurants, or dare I say, everyone used to go to restaurants, and that was in the pre-coronavirus world, so maybe the reality of this is we're not going to have restaurants like we did before, who knows, but you're not going to be sitting next to each other. So a restaurant having way back when I was in high school, I used to work in, uh, as a bus boy in a five star, or it was a four star French restaurant. And obviously your whole restaurant is dependent on the number of tables you have and the number of seats and then how fast you turn the tables and how many people, you know, it's a numbers game like every other business. Well, if you all of a sudden have to remove 50% of your capacity, because you're not allowed, because everyone has to be sitting a certain distance from each other. If that's actually what happens, then what happens to that restaurant? Well, I can tell you it's not viable anymore because the numbers don't work. And guess what? Restaurants are another one of those tiny margin businesses. What about a haircutting place? You know, a you know beauty salon where the chairs are next to next to each other. How's that going to work? Well, how many things will go mobile? Right. Right. Exactly. People show up at your house, buzz your hair off, go on to your neighbor's house. You know. It could go that way. So the evolution of things has already begun. And I think that's going to be something that's interesting to watch. Yeah, me too. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, maybe what's going to happen is um, maybe what's going to happen is that you're going to have a situation where, uh, you know, cutting your hair at home is becoming a new thing. Well, You've been doing my hair and after, come out, okay. after cutting it three times, it actually doesn't look it's like I got so much hit by a weed whacker. Prison yard cut. <laughs> I don't have a prison yard cut anymore. <laughs> I know. I mean, you're getting it. I'm getting there. Yeah. Women's hair is a lot harder, so there's well, going to be a lot no, of interesting I, attempts. Hey, I got a razor. I can take care of no, it. No, I'm no. Good. <laughs> no. But, you know, there there are all kinds of things. I mean, I'm getting popsicles delivered for Zoe, and there's all sorts of things that are, are propping up. So, you know, it's all the transformation. You want to get to things you like and things you hate. I don't have a lot of like or hates written down. I have. Today, so I have. Something. You've got a great one though. Okay, so there's Julie and I live in uh, Puerto Rico, as a lot of you know. We've moved down here 
uh, a year and a half ago. And even though we live in an amazing town of Dorado, um, let's just say that uh, adapting to Puerto Rico has been interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say it, it, it's been a challenge, certainly, but what it's really been is a cultural shift in so many different ways. I think it's best expressed through um, something I read on a private Facebook page yesterday. And here's the here's the the post. Okay, are any of you guys dealing with wild rooster problems since COVID? We have several wild roosters that have moved into Centrese. Yeah, Centrese, which is this neighborhood now. And then there aren't any people to scare them away. I'm getting a lot of cockadoodle doos all day long, which can drive a person mad after a while. Talk to some PR friends who didn't think the city would come and pick them up. Maybe somebody knows a farm that comes and picks uh, up these types of animals. <laughs> hey, you know what? I totally get that. At Zoe's school, there's like, I think there's six or eight roosters. And they're beautiful, but I can see how having them like right in your yard all day long would make you bonkers. Unintended consequences of so, the lockdown. Let's tell another funny Zoe school story combined with animals. Sure. So in Puerto Rico, there are no there are no alligators. Okay, there's no sort of like you know Southern Florida type charm here, fortunately. But occasionally, somehow, one is seen or one is spotted here, and obviously they humanely remove it, and it becomes belts and boots, I suppose. But so there was this memo, this email that came out from uh, Zoe's school, just a very casual, very it, casual. It was like it was like a little here's what's going on at the school today. Yeah. Oh, we're, today, you know, we're, we're having zebra day. So make sure your kids wear black and white. And, you know, tomorrow is going to be giraffe day and whatever. Oh, and by the way, the little pond where, you know, all your children swim and all of you guys park your cars, pick your kids up and, and drop them off and whatnot. Turns out there's an eight foot alligator that was seen in there. Maybe it was only six, but we're not really sure. Just so letting you know. Just letting you know. So make sure you keep your little Susie and Bobby away from the lake. I, I saw that like I was, where was I? Like a joke. We thought it was April I was Fool's at a stop day. sign and it came in on my phone on the way to pick her up. Yeah. And I thought, no, 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 no. That can't be right. And then, <laughs> then like five minutes later, my phone lit up with other moms on the way to school going, really? And then um, a couple of them that had been here a few years are like, oh yeah, it happens now and then two or three times a year, there's some alligator sighting. And I'm like, Okay. You know what? You just rolled with it. What else can you do? I mean, what else can you do? But I didn't park there for a good two weeks. Yeah. You want to tell the story about being in downtown San Juan, seeing the wild hogs? Oh, my gosh. You know, I was thinking about that with this rooster because that neighborhood, San Terce, is down right about where that is. Oh, yeah? And, uh, yeah, we were were on the way to what is, is, you know, it's a very nice mall. It's supposed to be the nicest mall in the Caribbean. Was it the Mall of... Mall mall uh, of the Americas or something? It's massive, guys. Yes. It's the biggest... So, you know, in, in San Juan, there's this... There's, you know, a lot of surprisingly nice retail and you, it's more civilized than you guys can possibly imagine. I mean, there's a, you know, high end luxury car dealerships yeah. here and people here in Puerto Rico, for the most part, are very, I would say, fancy. If anything, yes. they're more like Europeans than they are Americans. Definitely. But yeah, we were on our way to this mall. We'd, we'd been to it only once before. We are Christmas shopping for Zoe, you know, whatever. Easy to get lost down there. Easy to get lost. And we're, it's ne- it's on your way to San Juan, so normal roads and whatnot. And then Julie and I turned off. We were going to take a Starbucks break, and we were ta- dra- traveling down some side streets. And I just stopped the car right in the middle of the street because right off to my left side in the corner was a uh, essentially a, a herd of eight, maybe ten hogs. Giant ones. Feral With hogs. With tusks and hair. It looks like something prehistoric. Walking past people's normal houses. Yeah, normal neighborhood. Like, what the hell is this? And we just sat there yeah. and just stared at it and we didn't say a thing. Because we're from Texas prior to living here. And you know what you guys do with those things. You Texans that listen to us, you know what, ha- what happened here. 
or happen there, but not here. Evidently, no. they're supposed to be part of the wildlife. It's all about acceptance. Yes, it's about <laughs> Not going on a walk down there, though. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Julie, since we moved here, we've had all these different experiences yeah. in a very condensed uh, period of time. Crazy. But we're learning to roll with it. Yeah. Yeah, learning. Flexibility. Not learned. On that note, I'll let you wrap it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so listen, guys, um, if you need me for anything, if you need Julie for anything, reach out to us. We're here for you. We've got your backs. This is what we do. We're all going to get through this together. We're all going to figure out how to coexist together. We're all going to figure out how to make a living. We're all going to figure out essentially exactly what it's going to take to be of service to other people at the highest, uh, you know, the highest ways possible during this really trying historical time. Take a deep breath. Accept it. Find things to laugh about like Julie and I clearly are. And when you need help, just reach out. Attend the daily semi-private coaching call with Julie. Listen to the podcast every single day. Learn to basically gather your information, your own information. Being that this is a political year, every single bit of information is going to become politicized. So learn to be a really good arbiter of the truth. Have your own set of, you know, basically know what your own North Star is and try not to go down any rabbit holes because essentially fear is going to be the thing ultimately that destroys your potential because a little fear is good because it motivates. A lot of fear is bad because it's going to cause you not to take action. And that's the thing that you cannot let happen because at the end of the day, guys, and you all intuitively know this, don't you, what I'm about to say, the government's not going to bail you out. You you are absolutely going to have to learn how to stand on your own two feet in this changing market. And that's what we're here for. That's what we do. If there's anything we can do for you, you guys can text me directly at 512-758-0206. In the meantime, make sure you, um, those of you who are in uh, the Premier Experience free coaching program and certainly Premier Coaching, make sure you're staying close and you're attending your coaching calls every single day. Make sure if you're in Premier, uh, if you're in Premier Coaching, you are, um, you know, get on the private members Facebook page. Talk with other members around the country. Um, we have members in different parts of the world. Talk with them about what they're doing to get through this and just make friends and just have fun. I know a lot of you guys are still in your sort of forced hibernation, your quarantine state, and you're sort of waiting for somehow the clouds to clear and it to be like it was back in February. Well, listen, I think Mr. Hanks said it best, frankly. There is going to be in our lives a pre-virus and a post-virus. And right now we're in that intermediate stage where we're trying to figure out what it's going to be like in the post-virus era of our lives. Let's do it together. Let's work together. If there's anything we can do for you guys, you reach out. Thank you and have a fantastic day. We will talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.